Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Bring your group and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Swing by the Lagunitas Tap Room in Filson or find some near you at Lagunitas.com. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. <coughs> That's about beer. I like it. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is crunch, grind, work, and friendship. All of those are verbs. <laughs> friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin to Trin, I can't wait to spoil Avengers and Game of Thrones in the first 30 seconds of this episode. Just kidding. Jen, listen. So, I will probably not see Endgame for a while. Maybe I'll wait for it to come on video. But the day it came out, my buddy Carlin, that we all know about, uh, I was like, Carlin, tell me everybody who fucks or dies. And so, oh, so you asked for spoilers. I did. I, did. Nice. I was like, tell me nice, everything nice. that you think I might care about. And I so, do that for scary movies. I just, like, I, I have only seen, like, maybe half of the Marvel movies, which I still think is, like, a significant number. It's, like, 10 movies. I know. There's, like, 20, 23 movies. Yeah. It's, like, an enormous amount of movies. Uh, and I really just want to know, like, who gets a cool haircut? Who dies? Does anybody kiss? And then for Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. I don't really do that show. I don't either, but my partner does. So does my partner. So I know way too much about it. Do, so do you do the thing, this is what I do, is I'm like, hey, my partner, every time someone fucks or dies, please yell. Please call me. I yeah. want to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, there was a lot of shouting last episode. Yeah, I, I got to barely shouts. see the fucking TV. It's so dark. And uh, every light is a glare on the TV in our house. And I'm like, I can't see what's happening. And I have so many questions, but I'm trying to respect the fact that <laughs> he's watching this show. But I do watch Game of Thrones because it's in our Sunday night rotation, along with Veep, Barry, and Killing Eve. And Game of Thrones comes in there somewhere. And last night, I was waiting to watch Veep. Like, come on, when is Veep going to come on? Because Game of Thrones was like 145 minutes long. It is a very, very long show. And uh, like, so it's so long and so dark and so so noisy and so many screams. (laughs) And I always think he's watching Lord of the Rings again. Oh, That'd be great. Every time I watch Game of Thrones, I wish I was watching Lord of the Rings. Every time my partner is drunk or tired, he watches Lord of the Rings. That's awesome. So it's on a lot. Which, which movie? All of them? Any All of them? them. He'll throw on, I like, well, just in the middle of it, he'll throw it on. That's amazing. It's his yeah. comfort show. It, and he can like sit there and just keep saying every line in the script as it's being said. I, yeah. It's I can, gross. I, can, I hate it. What's his favorite one? I could just ask him. I guess you could. I don't know. <laughs> which ring is your favorite? Which which Lord of the Ring? Which Lord Ring? Anyway, Jen, this week is close to my heart, these questions. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a lot about work. It's a lot about um, being a weird, creative person at work. It's about the grind versus the crunch. The grind. The hustle. The, the crunch. crunch. There are, there, and let's talk about these terms that we're going to use. So crunch is different than grind. Crunch is when you're working very hard in a lot of, for a lot of hours to the detriment of your own health for somebody else's enrichment. Mm-hmm. So whether that's... Good definition. Thank you. Whether that's staying up late at night doing a bunch of coding, whether that's coming in on the weekend to like paint. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, for the greater good of the company and you do not reap the benefits. Right. So Jen, how would we then describe what is different 
the different term, which is grind or hustle. Grinding is when you meet someone on the dance floor oh. and you put your crotch against their crotch Ooh. to the beat of the song. Can you become pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> you most certainly can. <laughs> but in this context for this episode— oh. Oh, I forgot what we were talking about. Like when Beyonce says grind, she means something different. Oh, yeah. When like, she says That's hustle. a good point. When like Beyonce's talking about the hard work she does. Yes. She's talking about the work she does to make Lemonade happen. Right. Which was really not, didn't just benefit her own life. Right. But Lemonade benefited us all. So it, it was did. for the greater good of society for her to grind and hustle. But, but it was her own creative project. It was her own vision that she was putting forth. And when she grinds and puts in hustle and hours into this, it is to put forth a project that is part of her heart. Yeah, that is for, to better her life, something she puts pride in, something she feels proud of accomplishing. Right. So whether that's you're a contract worker staying up all night finishing this data entry because you want extra money on your paycheck, whether it's Beyonce writing jams about her husband being a dick, that's, that, that's okay. You choose to do that. Nobody's pressuring you to do that. Although the structure of capitalism may pressure you to make more money, but you have ultimately more choice when we're talking about grind than crunch. I think that's the right way to put it. You have more, you have more agency in the decision-making. Yes, and ultimately none of these things are going to be perfect under uh, our society and capitalism. But let's get into this with these grindy questions. Grindy questions. Hi, Jen and Trin. Hey. I'm friends with a bunch of cool creative types, and we all often talk about how capitalism glorifies living in an incessant grind of activity. One artist friend, though, has built being busy into their personal brand. Their social media profiles are constant recitations of all projects they have in progress and the things they've committed to and how jammed their schedule is. The thing is, they don't phrase this as them being overwhelmed or short on spoons. It seems like they're bragging and it makes me uncomfortable. Celebrating being busy like that seems inconsistent with their principles regarding the man. And many of the other folks in our circle have objectively way more responsibilities and pressures than the friend who talks about being so busy. Furthermore, friend is pretty uninterested in hearing about other people's stressors, but is always ready to talk about theirs. I worry I'm annoyed at their celebration of a pecked calendar because I'm jealous of their freedom. I don't want to think of myself as a person who polices other people's self-representation. I know it's bad to crap on what makes them happy, but I don't want to play whose life is harder. But these feelings are making it hard for me to hang out with this person. How do I get over this weirdness? So let's talk about this. I'll pronoun she, her. So I want to start off right off the bat with saying we empathize about how busy and shitty capitalism makes people regardless of what they do for a living. And this does indeed sound like a frustrating person to deal with while you are trying personally to maintain a good work-life balance. However, however, this person can do whatever the fuck they want. What yeah, they're not, they're not living life incorrectly. We don't see any wrongdoing. There are a few things that we're unclear on. So we're going to talk through all of those points and maybe we are 100% wrong, um, but we're going to just tear apart this question and see what's, what's at the root of it. So first, what is an artist friend when we are talking about cool creative types? So what me and Jen are assuming here is that your friend who is an artist is an artist on their own, is maybe a freelance worker, a contract worker. They work for themselves. And these cool creative types do creative work, but for companies. That's the only way that this question makes sense to us. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at, too. And turn, we know a lot of people that make their living this way. We do. And, uh, and I think more and more often with our generation, we have people who have to, like, forge their own careers on their own because these jobs don't exist anymore. So they have to kind of cobble together their life and their living through contract work, which is actually uh, largely what I do. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like doing it. And it sounds like this artist friend does like doing it too. 
and it's hard. You know, it has some drawbacks in that no one's paying for my health insurance. You know, no one's paying for, I don't get uh, like a special benefit for like using the, the subway or something like that. Right, right. Please remember that when you're talking about your artist friend, they have had these same challenges and had to make these same decisions. Yeah, I mean, you can't tell a friend in this case that they're living life the wrong way even if it makes you feel weird. Like, okay, so an incessant grind of activity, that's not good for most people. No. And there's definitely something to be said for people who take pride in being busy. Because it's like, is that what you want? Sometimes it is. But sometimes it is. Sometimes that is what people want. You don't get to decide what a grind is for another person, really. Totally. I'm going to brag about my friend. So my friend Sam Maggs. Oh, Sam Maggs. You know Sam. Uh, she's incredible. She's a writer. She's made several books. She's uh, very mean, prolific, that one. I would say dozens of books at this point. She's a video game writer. She does She does it all. She's, you know, showed up on The Nerdist on camera. Like, she's a really large skill set. And I remember her looking at her Twitter feed and being like, I don't think it's physically possible to put out this much work. <laughs> and so I actually said something to her. I was like, how do you do this? Because so for me, like I'm ADD. Oh, I'm new. Hey, Jen, I just got diagnosed with ADD. Wow. I know, right? Let's talk about it a different time. Yeah, I have questions. Ian, feel free. You can leave that in because I'm pretty stoked about it, to be honest. I was honest. about to say, can I say congratulations? Yeah, A yeah. diagnosis can be very relieving. Oh, I feel like uh, like birds were singing, like the angels were like, I don't know what they were doing, but they were very excited on my behalf. I felt very good about it. I feel good for you. Thank Congrats. you. Congrats. Thank S- you. Sincerely, the first time I got a diagnosis, it's very freeing. It feels... It's like, I have an answer. Yeah, it's like, the way I described it is like, you know, you found out that the reason why you have red hair is your mom slept with the mailman, you know? It's just like, (laughs) oh, fuck yeah, I get to meet my real dad. (laughs) Anyway, and you know what? You can't spell ADD without dad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so back to this actual question. So Sam Maggs, incredibly prolific author. And so I said to her, how the fuck do you do all this? This seems like it's not physically possible. And she said to me, Trin, all of my plants are dead. And what that means... So there's some give and take. There is some give and take. You know, so like she cares about work and she cares about her new husband and she cares about certain things, but she doesn't give a shit about keeping her plants alive. Yeah. She's probably not organizing her spice cabinet, which is not to say that she's she's cut all unnecessary tasks in maintaining a focus. And no, it's just she figured out what's important to her and she organized her life in such a way that she can prioritize her writing and that's what she wants right now. And that's fine. Yeah, I love that you said right now. Yeah, you yeah. You don't know how you're going to feel a year from now, two years from now. Maybe your friend will be sick of the grind. Is it time to drop a couple, deploy a couple truth bombs? I think so. I think, and I also think that we've prepared this asker for the truth bombs. And I hope that we've come across to say, we do in fact empathize with the fact that you're seeing this while you're trying to maintain your work-life balance. And I shared my story about Sam, not just to say how awesome she is, but to say that this happens to everybody. You know, we look and we see somebody doing something different than us and we wonder how, we wonder why. Oh, how does she do that? How does she have it all? Well, right. nobody does. Nobody fucking does. Like, you know, she chose no plants. I chose 97 plants. <laughs> Jen, please continue. You're under 100 now? I have gave a few away, yes. Truth Bob number one. Honey, you sound so jealous. Oh God, you sound so judgy and jealous. So jealous. And uh, that hurts me because I, I recognize myself in that. I want you to know that this is very human. It's very common. It's not good, but it's common. Like the first time I went to San Diego Comic-Con a couple years ago and met so many cool people and artists and illustrators, and I left the con not feeling energized, not feeling excited about my own work. I was jealous. I was like sickly jealous. Uh, And I can say now that that's faded, moved on. 
but let's not deny your jealousy, okay? I think you're, you mentioned jealousy, but you kind of hit it a little bit. Yeah. I actually think jealousy is at the forefront here. The reason is, it sounds like you're very unhappy with your own job or your own work. And it might not even be that you're very unhappy. It's just, it may be that there are components of it that make you oh, unhappy. Oh, right. Like, like you said you're jealous of their freedom. It sounds like you would like to own more of your own time. Yeah. God, who wouldn't? When, yeah, when when the asker said freedom, I was like, they must have a nine to five that they, maybe they love. They may very well love it, but they may be craving the freedom that they are seeing in this artist friend right, too. Right, right. So I think you might be projecting those feelings of inadequacy and you are not inadequate, okay? No. Nope. You are not. But I think you might be projecting them a little bit onto your friend. Um, I also, it's interesting, I just picked up on this, that the asker both said that they're jealous of the freedom of the artist, but they also said this artist could not possibly be as busy as they say they are. So those two, those two ideas are not congruent whatsoever. You can't be jealous of their freedom and also say they're not working enough. Right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this this asker's got a lot of confusing feelings, and they all are bundled up in this feeling of, I just don't like what this person's saying on the internet. So the first step is to mute this person on the internet. Oh, my God, please mute them. Yeah, it's It's time. not rude. It's not cowardly. I think it is the mature thing to do. Why would you keep injecting bad feelings about someone you seem to love and respect, even if you don't love and respect them? Yeah. Seeing these tweets is giving you bad feelings, feeding into your jealousy, and uh, you deserve better than that. Let's list everything that we know about artist friend real quick, because I think that this is going to shed some light on the issue. Yeah, let's do it. So first, the artist friend built being busy into their personal being brand. Being busy, they wrote in quotes, too. Right, being busy is in quotes. But they also say that the asker is jealous of them. They say, it seems like bragging. It makes me uncomfortable. This celebrating busy, being busy is inconsistent with their principles. So the asker is saying that they are being hypocritical. You're saying so many things that don't seem to be congruent with one another. Right. Is this person super busy or are they not super busy? Are they grinding themselves into a dust and saying everybody should do this? Or are they just faffing off and saying that they do a million projects? It seems that you find so many of these things upsetting, but I don't see how they can all be inside of one person. Right. Yeah. You've got a lot of confusing feelings here. Like the one thing that I would say that maybe this is something you could speak up about is the, I don't want to play whose life is harder. I, and they're always ready to talk about their problems, but they don't want to talk about other people's problems. Oh, Trin, that's huge. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So all of these feelings are pretty much internal and they're kind of your own issue to deal with because you're dealing with a lot of jealousy, a lot of confusion. But the one thing that I think we can address that was kind of hidden in here was you said this asker is uninterested in hearing about other people's stressors, but is always ready to talk about theirs. One, Examine that for a second. Make sure that that's true and not just you being upset at the person. Yes. Two, if that is true, there's some workarounds with this. We can yeah. talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a separate and annoying issue that you can just deal with directly. Hey, we're talking about Tammy's problems right now. Or, oh, I don't think Peter was done talking yet. Or, oh, yeah, I feel you on that. I'm going to gripe about that, too. Let me let me um, use your gripe as a starting off point right, for mine. right. Like, like, do it in the moment. Yeah, that's good. Conversationally, do it in the moment. If they interject, you can go point to the original person and go, we'll get back to you, I promise. We'll pause on that. Let your annoying friend do the thing. And then be like, what did you say, Peter? Like, you can be the person that, that kind of points this out. I agree with what Jen says is make sure that this is an actual problem and that it's not that they talk a reasonable amount, but you think that their problems aren't real. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I and yeah. you may very well not be doing this, but I, I, I feel like you see this free spirit creative artist guy 
you know, but the truth may be much further than that, which is they are paying $800 a month for insurance. They need to pick up extra contracts. They can keep being a self-employed person and they are grinding because they have to. Yeah. You mentioned the words personal brand. So that means they know exactly what they're putting out on the internet. They're putting out the over-caffeinated work tweets. What they aren't putting out is the fear that they can't pay their rent or the fact that they may have actually overscheduled themselves and can't deliver on a client deadline. Like you are seeing the tip of the iceberg. And you're also seeing this through what I think is a pretty jealous, skewed lens. Let's do a little thought experiment here. Let's replace work in this question with children. So you have a friend whose life revolves around her children. She doesn't want to talk about anyone else's children. She's got like nine fucking kids and her social media is full of them. All of her social media profiles say like mommy blogger or like mommy planner. And hey, guess what? What the fuck is wrong with that exactly? It sounds like she just made very different life choices than you. And maybe you have other friends with more similar interests. Maybe you like hanging out with this person more than you like hanging out with their mommy social media blogs and then you mute them. And I'm not trying to talk down to mommy blogs. Being a mom is fucking hard, but it's not inside of your sphere of what you care about right now. Yeah, it is so okay to pull the plug on seeing this person's tweets every day. Oh, let's have you take this another step, step there further, Jen. So this person talks about how the, the mommy blogger talks about how it's so hard to be a perfect mom. And yet they post pictures of these perfectly themed birthday parties where they made handcrafted goods and cake pops for everyone. Right. You, you think because they are like a socialist or have socialist progressive beliefs that they can't also work hard. And like, you know that's not true. And you can, uh, you can be mad at the high standards for being a mommy blogger while also making designer cake pops. I like, love this metaphor. Does this work? Am I making sense? No, I get it. I think it's a good idea to like, let's turn this on its head a minute because it's obviously not the friend. It's the work thing that's bothering you. Like, here's my personal feeling on this. You are not your productivity. You are more valuable than your output. You are valuable if you have no output. That is just true. It's just true. That is true, even though I personally feel very accomplished when I have a good day at work, when I make something cool at Cards Against Humanity. That is like a personal victory for me. But I also like hate capitalism. I just feel like it's time to figure out these concrete things that annoy you. One is you don't like the social media presence. Mute them. Two is they don't listen to other people's problems, but they want to vent all the time. Then say something in the moment. And then three is you think that they're being hypocritical because they work very, very, very hard and talk about how busy they are, but they also say that, like, life shouldn't be that busy. It's like, just fucking let them live. Yeah, I, please, let's all just kill the idea that you have to be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram friends with everyone you know. Yeah. Oh, my God, someone out there is going to put something on Twitter that really annoys you, and you're going to love that person outside of Twitter, but you're going to hate their Twitter page. Oh, my God, mute them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not saying that you're some horrible, jealous person. They are saying that you are experiencing some feelings of jealousy based on one component of what you know about this artist friend's life. So I think it's time to re-examine how contented you feel at your job and re-examine whether or not you should be following this person on social media at all. Yeah, do, do yourself a favor. Set yourself up for some better feelings here. The internet's crappy enough as it is, you know? What else? Is that it? I think that's it. All right, let's move the fuck on. Yeah, let's do question two. Hi, friendshippers. I was offered a job at a place that is pretty publicly known for having a toxic workspace, but I need a job, and this company will pay me an insane amount of money for my weird, narrow skill set. My friends keep telling me to not take this job, which I understand. I don't really want this job, but I need a job. So I do want this job? 
but I don't. You feel me. I need to make money and get health insurance, and jobs in my industry are really hard to come by. I've been unemployed for an uncomfortably long time. Again, need this job. How can I get my friends off of my case about taking a job at a place that sucks? I also want to be able to safely vent about work without getting I told you so's. Pronouns are he, him. Also, this person mentioned where they work, but we took it out of the question because we feel like that's probably a good idea. Man, this sucks. Work sucks. I know. The immortal words of Blink-182. Okay, so man, I'm sorry you're in this position. Yeah. It sounds like you need someone to tell you it's okay to take the job. We can do that for you. You Take the fucking job. Yeah. We're not going to pretend it's going to be great. It might be horrible, and I'm sorry for that. I'm going to say it probably is going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, I would say don't put that resume away. I would say don't uh, turn off your LinkedIn account. I would say that this is a great opportunity for you to look for work while you have a job, which is exhausting. Yep. Oh, my God, it totally is. It's, a, it's two full-time jobs. It sucks. However, I think that this is—so I, I know that really what your question is, is how do I deal with my friends? But just for your personal stability and safety, I think it's really important to keep looking for work if you can—if you can afford the spoons to do it. Because if this company is publicly known for being terrible, they're extra terrible. Because all companies are terrible. Yeah, then this is what they what people even know about. Imagine what right. you don't know about. Exactly. And like I'm not I'm not trying to shit on this. There's I mean, dude, like do what you gotta do to like make money. But take just a like, step forward, okay? That's what you're doing. Forward. You're taking even if it's not a step you're proud of, it's not a step you're happy to do, you are taking a step forward, getting closer to what you want and what you need, and I that is okay. And in fact, what I would do, and this is unsolicited advice because you didn't ask for help on this, but I would go into your Google calendar or whatever and set an alarm for two months from now after you've gotten settled into your job and say, okay, I need to start applying for other jobs by this point because I've given myself a little bit of a rest because I have a job. But let me tell you something, it is way easier to find a job when you have one because like the stink of desperation is no longer on you. Um, Oh, that's clever. It's true. Um, So like really, 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 they will probably treat you poorly because they treat everybody poorly. We are not going to judge you for taking this job because you need money. But, like, don't settle because you are worth more than this. Yeah, we are telling you to keep a foot out the door. Think, yes, there it is. So uh, take the job. Yeah, take the job. Got to do what you got to do. Life, that's how life works, unfortunately. Let's talk about how to handle your friends, your friend's situation. Because your friends are like, dude, what are you doing? But your friends, surely your friends have worked in jobs they didn't like. Everyone has done something for money they didn't want to do. In this case, I think, let's tr- this might not work, but try telling your friends what you need from them. Saying, I, I actually have to take this job, and I could use your support on this yes. if you can give it. Like, it's not like you're joining an evil company. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. Every company's evil, right? But you aren't joining the NRA. Right. You're not, like, joining people who are, like, spreading gossip about murdered toddlers. Yeah, you're not joining like an anti-vaxxer group. You're not uh, becoming a Russian spy. Yeah. Like if I had a friend who was going to like do social media for the NRA or something, and they're like, I don't want this job, but I need your support. I would say, I can't give you support on this. Right. This conversation, if you're asking me to tell you it's okay, I can't do that. This conversation is off limits. But this is not that. Yeah. And, and we know from the context that we received that we are not sharing that you are not doing evil work for an evil company. Yeah. It's more like you're trying to get fucking by. Yeah. 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 So having said that, just be as certain as you can that you've girded your loins in your heart for that shitty treatment that you will definitely receive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't even know if there's any way to fully prepare yourself. No, you can't. Yeah. And, and I do think that people ha- tend to have a positivity and optimism of, I can make this place better or I can handle it because I know it's coming. Just prepare yourself to be sad. And that sucks, but do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then also find people that you can talk to about work because it may not be the group of friends that you mentioned. One hundo P. Because they can't, they can't fully, every conversation about work you have with them will be tinged by the fact that they're going to feel like I told you so or we told you not to take that job. That's not fair for you and it's not fair for them and you're setting yourself up to kind of get in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and hey, guess what? Guess who's going to have health insurance soon? It's going to be you. Yeah. Make that company pay for your therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like now is the great time for you to get a therapist, get a guidance counselor, like get get, get a, a, go to the dentist if he covers dental, get a checkup, get oh a physical. God. Get new glasses. Like do, do all of the self-care that you possibly can so that you can feel freer to quit when you need to. Save some money if you can. Yeah. Like, like, uh, you know, steal some office supplies. Pirate Um, HBO so you can watch Veep on on your work computer. You'll never be caught. Take extra cupcakes home at office birthday parties. (laughs) Bring home office plants. Say that you're going to fertilize them and give them extra sunlight, but actually you're going to keep them and clip them and make more plants. Drain them for all of the money and goods that they will give you. Piss on your boss's desk. Piss on your boss's desk. Piss in your boss's drawer. Don't do those things. (laughs) But, like, I guess the the crux of this is take as much as you possibly can from this company because they're going to take everything they possibly can from you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to ring them dry right back. Yeah, ring them dry right the fuck back. Don't stop applying for jobs. And then, like, if your friends are shitty about it, like, so I don't think they're going to be shitty about it. You can tell them, please don't, please don't say I told you so. Yeah, you can literally say those words. And you can say something like, you don't have to tell me so. I know so. I'm living it. I, like, this is my life. Like, I just, um, I think that if you make clear what fair behavior looks like for you, it would be unfair of them to razz you for a job that you desperately need. That's no, that's not cool. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you can tell them that. You don't have to go into detail about how you desperately need this job. Right. But you can say, um, I need, you see, I need to get a paycheck every two weeks so I can um, pay my rent. That's what I need to do. Are you guys familiar with this concept? <laughs> right. And uh, you shouldn't have to justify your need for your friends to be there for you, but it may make it easier for them if they have context for what you are still doing. So if you say, guys, I'm going to take this shitty job, like it's not perfect, and I know it's not, but I want health insurance, I need the money, and guess what? It's going to be easier for me to find a better job that I like when I have this job. So just, if you, if you all could keep me grounded... Like if I'm, if I seemed so stressed and upset by this job, remind me that it's the shitty job and not that my life is terrible and just be a good friend to me, man. Yeah. Say, I might need reminders that this is temporary. That's yes. something you could tell me. Jen, I love those words. Oh yeah. There's this quote that comes up on my Tumblr dashboard. I swear like every other month. The quote is like, everything passes, everything changes, just do what you need to do. And that quote has come to me so many times in my life to be like, one step forward, okay? Even if, it's, even if it's hard, even if it's murky, keep going forward. And it, it's such a comfort to me. And I'm passing it along to you. I'm lending it to you because this, is, this isn't forever, okay? It's just a job. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very shitty. It's going to be hard, but nothing's forever. Also, um, it's just I have one small piece of parting advice, hmm. I think, because I think that we kind of covered everything about this, is, you know, try really hard to... People say drink the Kool-Aid, which is kind of a sad thing to say because that's uh, a reference to people killing themselves in a religious cult. (laughs) Um, But do your best to not buy in. 
you know? Don't wear the branded sweatshirts. When people are griping about work together at your company, say like, hey, life shouldn't actually be like this. Don't say like, oh, yeah, oh, I feel you. Like, it sucks. Say, you know what? This is really unfair treatment and it sucks that they're treating us this way. We should all look for better work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy in. You're still yourself. You are you with or without this job. We wish you the best of luck. Sounds difficult. It is. I mean, I've worked jobs that, like, have hurt me, too. Like, I remember, I'm, Jen, you know I graduated right into the Great American Recession. Yeah, so great, it was, great timing. It was wonderful. It was, like, 10 years of just jobs that I hated. It was wonderful. But, like, you know, this, this, is, this is the economy. It's the economy. The economy, in other such words. <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. This has been The Economy with Jen and Trin. <laughs> If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you want to send us a question via the electronic mail, you can at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can at Jen Dangerous with two N's and Trin and Tonic, like a gin and tonic, but with me inside it. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for your design work. <laughs> Thank you, Monica, for being our agent. <laughs> Trin's having a fit. Thank you, Alex. Cox for being our podfather and audio daddy. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Just thought I'd mix it up with that. That was delightful. You're fit. so weird. I, yeah. <laughs>